this world is full of it. <laughs> and you go through it and it can be terrifying. And, and, and if you look to yourself, it, it can get you down. But guess what? Ascension happened. Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Joel, bringing you truth and peace through God's word. In this episode, we talk about the ascension of Jesus Christ, that moment when he left the earth and went up into heaven. Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T-E-L-L, tell. Now here's Pastor Joel showing us that the Bible says that Christ rules. Thanks for listening. Celebrating Ascension 101. Let's go back to the basics. Why do we celebrate Ascension? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to start by reading the account of Christ's Ascension um, from Dr. Luke, who recorded it in Acts uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In my former book, Theophilus, by the way, what was the former book Luke wrote? Luke. I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up into heaven. So that's like the end of Luke. Now we're picking up book number two. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He's talking about Pentecost. We'll talk about that next week. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? They're thinking, Jesus, are you now going to make like Israel into this big world superpower? They still didn't get it. Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight, hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men, dressed in white, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has taken you into heaven, taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is the ascension account. So why do we celebrate? Why do we celebrate? Because of the commission and because of the ordination. The commission. What's the mission that was handed down from Jesus to his disciples, to his church? You will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, and in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Whoa. Whoa. Like what a tremendous responsibility Jesus has just handed over 
to the church. Because Jesus has come, and he was born, and he lived that perfect life, and he had his three-year ministry, and he suffered on a cross, and he died, and he took the sins of the world, and he rose from the dead, declaring victory, and then he says to the church, go tell people. Be witnesses. Tell people about what you know. Do you understand why that's so heavy and burnt, like such a tremendous responsibility? If the church does not tell the world what Jesus has done, then why did Jesus die? Without the church telling the world about what Jesus has done, no one comes to faith. If no one has faith, then no one is connected to what Christ has done. And so you look at this and you go, wow, what a tremendous responsibility that Christ has just handed over to the church. And this is why we celebrate. Because look at what that means God thinks about you, the church. He's willing to hand over this tremendous responsibility to you. I mean, that's like as if, I don't know, there was a pastor at a church who had been there for 25 plus years. Like, that's his baby. That's his church. And then he hands it over to some young guy and just says, all right, run with it. Or like, comes up with like this Easter sunrise service that's like the gem of the church and like everyone loves it. And that big pastor says to this new young guy, go ahead, you can preach. <laughs> Jesus took the gospel the thing that saves, and he handed it off to the church and said, all right, go and tell the world. Which is just incredible because not only is that a tremendous responsibility for us, but also did you notice what it said in Ephesians? It was the first reading. Look at Ephesians. Like, some of the most amazing words in the Bible here telling us about what ascension is in Ephesians. Go to the very end of the reading of Ephesians. Verse 22. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, that's us, which is his body, the church, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Isn't it cute when like couples go, you complete me. Is that what Jesus is saying? What Paul is saying here in Ephesians? The church completes Christ. As the head needs the body and the body needs the head. Uh, Christ, who is all things and all everywhere, fills, <laughs> I mean, he's God. And yet he hands this responsibility over to the church. Did he need to do that? No, he's God. But you, the church, complete the fullness of Christ in this mission that Christ hands over to you and says, go and share the gospel with the world. And then, Jesus does something really mean. Can I say that? He leaves. He leaves. Are you kidding me? 
All right, disciples, church, here's the tremendous responsibility. You got to go tell the world about what I did. Be my witnesses. If you don't, then I died for nothing. You complete me, church. <whistles> Gone. The disciples standing there. Because for the last three years, Jesus has always come back. And Jesus has always been like the leader, the teacher. The disciples were just following, learning, like, you go, Jesus, you got it. We'll follow you. And then he goes up. And now what do the disciples do? Like he leaves. And like think about what that does for the church. All right. Tremendous responsibility given to you. You complete Christ. Now go do it. All right. We've got to put our best efforts forward. Try, try, try again. Work hard. Be the Christians God wants you to be. <laughs> Go be the witnesses God expects you to be. Come on, you can do it. And then you know what happens? We fail. And that hurts. What do we do? Well, that's because we don't understand what happened at Ascension. Jesus didn't leave. Jesus ascended. See, what happens when we think that he left is that when Jesus puts that responsibility on us, that then it becomes our responsibility to rule over it. To rule over the church. To think that it all depends on me. But Jesus didn't leave. Where did he go if he ascended? Let's go back to Ephesians, shall we? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Right in the middle there. That power, right, the same power that the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead is the same power that Christ, God used when he seated Christ at his right hand, God's right hand, in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. When Jesus ascended, he didn't leave. When Jesus ascended, he ascended to the right hand of God. What does that mean? Did Jesus ascend up into heaven and be like, all right, here's my seat right next to God here. Cool, I'm going to watch and see what happens down on earth. Come on, church, you can do it. God is spirit. He doesn't have like a right hand. Jesus didn't ascend to a spot. The right hand is the position of power and authority. When Jesus ascended up into heaven, he ascended to the right hand of God, as in Jesus ascended to that position of power and authority to do what? Rule. The ascension, I think I said ordination earlier. Ascension is Christ's coronation. When we sing crown him with many crowns, man, that fired me up. Because that's where Jesus ascended to, to the position of authority to rule over the world, over the church. And so Joel Herring, when your baptism Sunday fails, don't think that that's on you. Guess what? Christ rules. Okay, what's next? 
What's next? You know what? We tried it. We're going to try it again next year. We'll see if it happens. Christ rules. You know what? We have a shortage of teachers. Guess what? Christ rules. Uh, pastors, we got a shortage of them. Christ rules. Christ rules. He rules over his church. Yes, he gives you this tremendous responsibility and this tremendous job to go and share the world, but he doesn't leave you. He rules. And that's, that's the other thing about ascension. He didn't leave. He ascended to be at the position of authority, but then where is he? Go back to Ephesians. The very last part, very last line, talking about the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This doesn't make sense to me, so I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. Jesus fills everything in every way. Really? Doesn't it? That's, that's what it says. Jesus ascended to the position of authority at God's right hand to fill everything in every way. Where is Christ? everywhere. Now think about what that means for you. This is where it gets, this is why we celebrate ascension, everybody. Christ ascended to be crowned the king of all, right? He came into this world at Christmas, and God became human being, and God stepped into the arena, the God-man, to go to war. And then, at Holy Week, you see the God-man going toe-to-toe -to -toe with sin, death, and the devil. And he takes on the sin of the world for you. And it looks like they win because they slay God, man, Jesus. But then he rises from the dead and defeats the devil. And he takes away all the power of death and gives you the victory. And at ascension, the warrior... <laughs> The one who stepped into the battlefield, the one who won the battle, is then crowned the king who rules, who is everywhere. So like, hypothetically speaking, let's just say that you're having a baby and it's terrifying. But Christ reigns the king who fills all things in every way. And when like, that happens over there and like the baptism Sunday totally bombs. Christ reigns in every way and he fills everything in every way. And like COVID, it's been awful, but Christ reigns in every way. And like you worry about your children and Christ reigns in every way. And you worry about the church, but Christ reigns in every way. And that, that is something worth celebrating. Because this world is full of it. <laughs> and you go through it. And it can be terrifying, and, and, and if you look to yourself, it, it can get you down. But guess what? Ascension happened. Where Christ ascended, the king who is crowned to rule over all things, and he fills everything. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is someday when you take your last breath. I think that's where you are totally out of control, you rule over nothing, 
That would be terrifying, wouldn't it? But Christ not just was born, not just died, not just rose. Christ ascended. And he's ruling and filling everything in every way. And that, that is something we're celebrating. So that is why we celebrate Ascension. Amen? Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple, teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about Tell, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.